well, first I read an article about like two beers a day like can age you like 10 years or something. I, I don't know. I, I, I see these headlines and I just don't click on them because I don't want to know. I'll tell you a headline I did click on. What's that? Dude, you want to talk about something scary as heck? Now, this is, this is I'll say, recent as far. This is like yesterday's news, essentially. Mm. This is the headline. Are you ready for this? Give it to me. You're going to love it. Ancient Japanese, quote, killing stone mm-hmm. said to contain evil demon has cracked open. I saw, I just saw that too. Hey man, yeah. can we just like, I'm just asking, this is my proclamation. This is my request to the universe mm-hmm. here. Okay. Can we just have a few like a re- days a at this point? Yeah. Can we just get a respite? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. Now we've got an evil demon out of a, what did it, what was it? Death stone? Killing stone. Killing stone mm. that cracked open, man. Yeah. That's been like in a rock for a thousand years. I'm just waiting for the giant kaiju to emerge from the water. It's it's actually kind of pretty interesting. I don't know if you want me to get into it here, but nah. probably not. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> okay. Hey, are Give we, rec- another are we recording this, by the way? Hey friends, welcome back to your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad, a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, tabletop RPGs, pre-internet mysteries, movie spoilers, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. I'm your host, Tyler Bentz, and this is your other one, Bruce Wayne. Yes, there it is. What's up, bro? Very topical. I like it. I mean, my gosh, dude. (sighs) Okay, so full transparency here. We had a full show planned that was something completely different that we mm-hmm. will probably do next week. But in light of a recent movie that's come out, hopefully by now you've all seen it. So uh, I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler warning. But that movie is The Batman. Mm-hmm. I saw it the day after it came out. Uh, Woody was slacking with work and and whatnot, and uh, no man, my my kid. Oh, my that's kid, right. right. Um, yeah, yeah. One of our kids. Yeah, was sick. Yeah. yeah. Little little Janie had a had a fever, so he finally got around to seeing it last night. And I mean, we don't have a choice but to talk about it. So this episode is about the bat, dude. I can't. Here, here's the thing: if you haven't seen this movie. I'm going to try my darndest not to spoil anything for yeah, you. Just, but, but just turn it off. You know, like, I, yeah, just wait and go watch the movie mm-hmm. or listen to, you know, um, another one of our episodes because until you see the movie. Because I don't, I want you to go in fresh with a fresh pair mm. of eyes and a fresh pair mm. of ears, whatever. You, you've got to experience this movie initially. Tyler was texting me like crazy after he saw it. Oh, I think you called me. I did me. call you. And, and, and you picked and you up, said, which is really now, rare. This is like, well, because I think we were texting about it. I knew you were in the movie, so I'm like, man, I got to hear mm-hmm. about it. We kind of always yeah, do that, we too, do. don't we? And, like, you said something that was a pretty strong statement, and I thought, man, like, coming from you, I thought, that is, that's strong. Yeah. And that was best Batman movie ever. 
Yeah, and it sounds like heresy even hearing it, but yeah, I am. I'm sitting in a studio right now that is completely surrounded with with different Batman art pieces. Like, I don't know how many would right. you say? Maybe. 30. 30, 40. Like, I don't have yeah. any open wall space. They're all from, like, art trades and commissions and stuff. So I love Batman, if you don't know by now. But I got to say, man, I I guess I, I've always sort of separated the Batman that we see in, like, the comics or the animated series, which is, like, I mean, next to flawless, yeah. with, like, the Batman on film. And so, you know... You have your Nolan Batman or Dark Knight. You have Keaton, Batfleck. Like they're all awesome in their own ways, and mm-hmm. and we we love them. But I think for my money, the way he looks, the way he kind of comes off, totally differently than anything we've ever seen, especially his portrayal of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta say, and again, this is my second time seeing it. I think this is my favorite Batman. Yeah, I think man, it's tough. Isn't it? So as soon as I as soon as I heard that statement, I yeah. thought I, I was so nervous about this movie. Anyway, you know, because like I too, I mean, Batman is definitely my favorite superhero because he's just a guy, yeah. you know, and he's always he to me he's kind of like in a way that sort of same the same kind of qualities that a lot of these superheroes have, where it's like, but especially Batman, to where despite all the evil that he's fighting, he still, like, represents, you know, true, honest justice and Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, like, he's not killing people, even though, you know, Mm -hmm. these bad guys, some of them, you know, it's pretty tough. I mean, there's Um, some people that definitely died. (laughs) Sure, sure. sure. But he's not, like, in other words, he's not grabbing a gun and just being like, boom, you know. And and so like he's always been my favorite since a kid, and I think it's because of you know obviously, and we've got an episode about it, which is the '89 Batman. Mm-hmm. You know that's when like the just absolute surge of just obsession with Batman yes. began yep, for me. me too. And and so it's it's hard, and I know other Batman fans listening, it it is hard to kind of swallow when when someone says like this is the best one yet because there've been so many good yeah. ones. There's also been some pretty crummy mm-hmm. ones. Um, but I still love yeah, him, right. you know? And so, like, I kind of went into this, even before you'd said that, like, seeing the trailer and everything, being like, man, it looks mm-hmm. awesome. But I'm a little nervous, you yeah. know? Dude, I, I was I was equally as nervous. And, you know, I have an ex-girlfriend who was obsessed with Twilight and Pattinson. So I already kind of had a... I mean, I, he he's done some like amazing things since then, especially sort of his foray into like some like indie films. You know, he really has pretty good acting chops, and so as much mm-hmm. as I want to like him, I, I always sort of had he had a little bit of a like a handicap in a way of like mm-hmm. oh, these Twilight movies are the fucking worst, and mm-hmm. you know, so I I didn't want to like him, even though. I know at the, by now, you know, I don't I don't think he was that great in Twilight as far as his acting, but he was young and he has gotten better, but it was still like ah oh, it's still the still the Twilight dude. So Yeah. Uh well, I mean, I kind of went into that a little bit too like a long time ago, but then I mean, this is going to be like a Robert Pat Padding Padding. You say that every single time. <laughs> I know, dude, it's just because I'm kidding and That then, sounds like I something your mom would say. Real name. It's a, 
and yeah. never changed. Um, it never changed. <laughs> no, I used to think the same kind of thing, like, oh man, because and uh, now kind of like going back and rewatching like the Twilight mm-hmm. stuff, it's one hundred percent like garbage. It's the director, man. No, no, it's the director. Oh man. yeah, I mean like yeah. he's got the talent. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, for me, it was like seeing Water for Elephants. I thought. Dude, yeah. this guy, man, he's a great actor. And then, you know, so initially, sure, I was worried. What was the other one? Was about, it called, yeah. was it like the Rover or something? I don't know. I don't know, but he was awesome in um, Tenet. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, he, he's he's a good actor. And I loved the Christopher Nolan Batmans, you know? I mean, just, we were talking about that last night. Like, the he's just amazing. Christopher Nolan as a director is amazing at just that like grand scale. It's something that like I think George Lucas mm-hmm. did, you know, very well. Michael um, Bay back in the early love him or hate him. He does. Oh God, he does the. Well, yeah, I'm more talking about like well, the guy that directed Dune also did a fantastic job of it, just making everything just look like the, these characters are in this gigantic yeah. scenery, you know, or this scene. Um, Which, by, by the way, we kind of we did get into a conversation last night that. Uh, you want to tell him about the what we thought that uh, Nolan should should uh, tackle? Oh, Superman, which he kind of like didn't he executive produce or something? Uh, I don't think so. The um, I think oh, he did. maybe you're right. Uh, actually, he 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 did the, like the Man um, of Steel. Man of Steel. Yeah, you may be yeah. right on that. <laughs> I am right on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I loved those Batmans. I loved Christian Bale mm-hmm. as Batman. I really even liked like all the villains in those Batman movies as yeah. well. Which, um, which speaking of man, I still like even as dark as the new Batman is. I still, it, for my money, like the darkest scene or scenes in a Batman movie is mm-hmm. from the Nolan movies when he's you know Scarecrow like shoots him with the gas. Mm-hmm. And he starts like, or he's, or like, I guess Scarecrow is seeing it. He's seeing the Batman that's like his eyes are glowing. Yeah, the hallucination. Yeah. And like his, his like goose like coming out of his teeth. Yeah. So he's got like fangs. And his whole like, it's like his face, it almost looks like um, Batman Beyond. It's like his face is all painted black. Oh, yeah. Almost. Oh, man, that's terrifying. And it's like his his mask is a part of his face. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was super nervous about it, you know, and they've been keeping like, well, two things. One, I've purposely not, like, anytime anything would come out, like a new trailer yeah, or anything like to. that, I just wouldn't watch it, mm-hmm. you so, know. But I feel like they've also kept it pretty close to the to the vest, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, you don't, I haven't read a lot about it. Again, I don't know if that's because I'm just purposely avoiding it. You know, I, anytime I see anything, I just like, because I don't want to, I didn't want to see any kind of spoiler into any kind of, you know, surprises or anything, mm-hmm. Um that was that was in the movie, so yeah, I don't know, but I I think in from what I read, a lot of folks initially, as far as the complaint of of him playing Bruce Wayne was kind of like, oh well, he's like the emo Batman, and he's mm-hmm. like you know too skinny or like you know whatever, you know I don't know, I don't care, dude. I love. I'm kind of on the opposite. I feel like what's his name playing Superman? He's just like too beefy. I don't know. I mean, I want my Superman to be pretty. Although, I mean, Christopher Reeves is like... I can't even, like, bend his arm straight, man. Yeah, yeah. but, I mean, I kind of I kind of dig that. I mean, when he's fighting yeah. aliens and, and stuff, I think that's pretty cool. Superman, man, doesn't need it. Yeah, I mean, you are right about that. Uh, I mean, like, when he's fighting 
the trio, you know, like the, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Zod mm-hmm. and his like two. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's small and she's still just as, yeah, exactly. as strong or whatever. Yeah, speaking about the Bruce Wayne thing. So that, to me, that was like the biggest, my biggest fear was like, you know, I, he can probably pull off the Batman, you know, because he's got like the suit and the cowl and like, you know, he looks cool and I'm sure they'll take care of lighting and, you know, it's dark and he'll be able to pull that off. But like the, the sort of like, typical that you know playboy bruce wayne sort of socialite playboy is like like we've always seen to me i was like that was my biggest worry and honestly man i kind of think that i kind of think they really did it did it right in this because instead of like kind of copying and doing the exact same thing that you know every other sort of batman reiteration has ever done is like Instead of sort of putting yourself in the in in the the race to be compared to those other ones, it kind of took a totally different route. With like, okay, this dude's super wealthy; he could give a shit about you know any of the social sort of aspects of mm-hmm. of Bruce Wayne. And so, I mean, he has a bunch of money, so he can be a recluse. He can yeah. just you know work at night with a suit and then sleep all day or sleep during the day, and like you know. So to me, it kind of I don't know. I, I think it was really, really sort of smart sort of thing that they did with the movie is like he didn't have to do all that. And and even furthermore than that is like I think one of my favorite parts about the movie is it, it it's almost a complete opposite in in like the sense, like, you know, compared to the other ones in the sense that he anytime you see him as just Bruce Wayne, he's like it's like he's not comfortable in his own skin. He's very like mm-hmm. sort of twitchy and nervous and like looking around and like he he you can tell that he feels I mean he's acting obviously. He's he does a great job of like coming across as like f- he really feels in invo- like vulnerable when he's not in the mm-hmm. suit. And like everything from like the way that he walks and the way that he carries himself and like he almost makes himself smaller. Mm. And you know, especially like the scene where he's and somewhat spoiler but the scene where he's like at the funeral you know it's like you see him and i mean he kind of has somewhat confidence but it's like there's just still this nervous kind of energy about him and his like walk and everything and then then the next time you see him when they're like you know they're talking about i can't remember the guy but they're like who's he looking at they're looking at the district attorney and uh you know you see batman kind of like walk out of the shadows and like his whole sort of like the way that he holds himself is completely different, uh, and I, I just I think that's really cool. I like the fact oh, that, yeah. that he's only his confidence comes from like being the Batman. Well, and now that you say that too, another scene that kind of pops out in my head that I noticed was like he even like daylight almost seems foreign to him. Yeah, I'm like oh, you know, like mm-hmm. they didn't you know they didn't make him seem like a vampire or whatever, but like you can tell that now he is a creature of the night. Like mm-hmm. that's where he feels most comfortable that he feels um, more in his element right. at nighttime after spending so much time. And it, like, I loved, I, I don't know what other people thought, but I loved the, the fact that we didn't have to spend the first 15 minutes of the movie yeah. going over mm-hmm. uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne getting shot. You know, like, well, I mean, boy, they added some, some craziness with that backstory. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, t- talking about the, just real quick before we move on, to talking about the 
I think the scene that you're talking about is when he when he he comes down for you know breakfast. Which, by the way, Wayne Manor is like pretty gothic. Yeah, man, <laughs> like, very straight it, up it, hardcore gothic architecture inside. But and the yeah. one thing that's weird about it is which I kind of wish that they would have sort of went into this more. There was like the first time I saw it, there was a little bit of confusion because we always think of, you know, Wayne Manor being like outside of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, it's just like a tower. Yeah, in the city. In, yeah. Like right in the city, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he when he comes down, you know, in the morning and he's talking to Alfred and you see, you know, the, the sun's coming through those big windows and you see him like put his glasses on on the inside. I, the second time seeing seeing it, it kind of felt a little bit like a nod to the fact that he was a vampire in, Twi- in Twilight. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, which is kind of cool, actually. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I guess. But like, I I I like it. Kind of definitely uh, supports that the idea that you know the really reinforcing that he he's just after spending some time kind of out in the streets, you know, kind of like how he says in the intro. That's another great thing about this movie, something that I loved was there's this kind of him narrating almost like a journal entry, right, as Mm -hmm. you're watching it at different times. And, man, it it creates such a – it's just awesome to be more in the mind of Bruce Wayne and Batman mm-hmm. than in any previous other movie, right? Yeah. And and this is the movie, something that I said last night, you finally get to see Batman. The world's greatest detective. Yeah, be a detective, yeah. man. And, and it's like you never, you know, you never really get to see that before. It was just kind of like, oh, no, there's a bad guy. Boom, Batman comes crashing in the door. We're going to fight him. Yeah, and then there's a fight scene. Yeah. But with this, it's like, man, they're solving crimes. And I thought, like, the cast was just phenomenal. Yeah. Even with Zoe Kravitz, there's something that, like, has, like, bothered me about her acting. And it's a little Mm -hmm. unfair. I think it's from when she was, like... First class. X-Men first class. X-Men first class. The stupidest decision. You're going to name a new character who has fairy wings. You're going to name her Angel, which is the name of... An actual X-Men. Anyway, don't get me started. I thought she was yeah, terrible in just, that. Um, so she, she's kind of like, I've never... Both of us have always talked, like, been like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, man, I think she was pretty perfect as Catwoman. Yeah, man. I, I mean, agree. it's a totally different vibe for all these characters. They really, mm-hmm. like, flipped it, which I think was a smart move. You know, it's kind of like how... Um, I don't know. I, it, it's almost like, like how different... You know Heath Ledger's Joker was compared sure. to yeah. Jack Nicholson. It was like, okay, I'm gonna get this comparison, and I'm never gonna live up to this original thing. So let's just come out of the gate being something totally different, mm-hmm. uh, and and not cool. in a not in a bad way either. You know, like I was that was another thing that I was kind of nervous about. You know, like I think with movies like um, Joker, you know, with Joaquin Phoenix and even just like Jared Leto's portrayal of Joker and stuff, Mm -hmm. I can appreciate that each of them had their own sort of like take on it and stuff. But I was kind of nervous that it was just going to be too dark, you Mm -hmm. know, and too like intense, you know, kind of like Joker was, Mm -hmm. which I still liked Joker. I just didn't want Batman to be like that necessarily. And I feel like this sort of towed the line in a way that still made it like, I don't know, more accessible, man. It was like you felt the the realness of it, 
mm-hmm. without like just kind of coming away feeling like, Ugh, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, although I will say, like a family friend of ours was like, I mean, should I take my daughter? You know, she's she's ten, and I was like, I mean, it is the darkest superhero movie ever made yeah. to date. I mean, it's literally like. With you know, like you said, without going like overboard. Yeah, it's not it's not Suicide Squad or yeah, right, yeah, you know. which kind of seems like s- sort of it has like a little bit of like more humor and like sort of senseless violence, mm. but this feels like I mean, it literally feels like if you took The Crow, you mm-hmm. took Fincher's Seven, mm-hmm. uh, you took Dark City. And you combine those and like mix them all up and said, "Hey, we want to, we want to make this a Batman movie." Out of all these other movies, that's like the vibe. I mean, it feels, it feels kind of '90s in a way, mm-hmm. um, you know, which in part I'm sure is is something in the way as yeah. you've all heard, I'm sure. But even the soundtrack. I mean, they literally took Danny Elfman's, you know, classic theme from like the animated series and. And from uh, the 89 Batman, and then they combined it with, you know, Nirvana's Something in the Way. And it's like that weird, like, combination of those two sort of themes into, like, being, like, this basically the score of the whole movie, uh, which I, I think is amazing. I think it, yeah, it just, it adds to that, like, I don't know, just, it's just so dark and, like, brooding, but, but not like we've ever seen before, you know? Right. And, like, you come away feeling like everybody that worked on that film, and I mean everybody, Mm -hmm. in every single, like, role or... Every shot. um, Position, you know, on set, Mm -hmm. every single person that worked on this project needs to just do more and do more together because it is just incredible, dude. Mm -hmm. Especially Matt Reeves, man. Holy smokes, dude. I mean, like, visually, this movie is stunning. Mm-hmm. Every single frame of this movie, like we said last night, like, I want to, it's like you want to take every frame and turn it into a, uh, like, a still picture that you frame on the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's just beautiful, man. Yeah, it really is. It definitely really does feel like like The Crow, though, in the sense of, like, that, you know, it's super street level, super kind of like, you really kind of see like the vigilante side of, of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also one thing that I really thought was cool is like they, they do several things in this movie. You know, every time you see like a, a new reiteration of of Batman or whatever, it's like, oh man, I've, we've never seen this thing that they do in comics regularly. It's like, oh, we've never seen that. Like mm-hmm. this movie was really cool. I mean, and it's pretty much right off the bat. Is like you see, you see him like coming in with like, which Commissioner Gordon is not Commissioner yet, so he's Detective Gordon. But like mm-hmm. you see Batman just like come in with him, standing there like in the crime scene yeah, with all the other yeah, detectives with- and cops and stuff, and they're all looking at him like, "We hate this uh, dude. He's a yeah. freak." But man, it's just it was so cool, and like he he stays like really quiet. Mm-hmm. During those scenes, he's just kind of like looking around, and like everybody's looking at him. Yeah, right. Yeah, it uh, that that was really cool, kind of. And also, I like that. I mean, they you know they kind of did it with with uh, Nolan's Batman. Is like I, I like the like partnership between him and Gordon. Yeah, in this movie a lot. Yeah, me too, man. And I, I mean, oh, dude, again, like 
if if anything in this episode again and like if you've made it this far and you haven't seen the movie anyway but you're just like curious to see what we think mm-hmm. like the main takeaway is you have to see it and i, I loved i th- we loved this movie so much oh yeah just because it was it really it is just like a fresh cool take on it all i mean like you said for to me for the first time you actually get a feel for Gotham. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's, uh, you know, a, a Tim Burton set, or it doesn't feel like it's uh, computer generated mm-hmm. um, in any way. It's yeah, like, no way. It's real, you know. I mean, it's it's just incredible. And and but the, and the set pieces are pretty amazing. Like, Golly, like the man. last scene, you have a flooded Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's yeah. wild. I mean, and like he was able, the director was able to like invoke these like emotions that you would feel as a criminal, like doing something wrong. Like there's this scene in the very beginning where Batman's like narrating and he's kind of talking about what he does every day kind of kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's cutting in between a series of like three or four different oh, genius groups of criminals doing different things, right? And he's kind of like, saying in this dialogue that, you know, he's he uses fear to yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Well, like, the way that it's shot, oh, it's, the editing, the way that they piece it all together, it's like, dude, you don't know when Batman's actually going to pop out yeah. for any of these criminals, but you feel what these people feel. Yeah. And it's like, no one's done that before, man. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. And, and you hear him say, I like that they added... You know, it's a big city. I can't be everywhere at once. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you have these guys like spray painting on like the the bank. You know, it's like a mm-hmm. like the giant sort of federal property. You know, they're writing, you know, spray painting like tagging and stuff. And then you have these, you know, this other dude that, you know, robs like a bodega or whatever. Then you have another, you know, it's like these varying sort of levels of crime. And it's like they're they'll you know they'll look up and they'll see they all at one point like look up and they see the bat signal which even that is used in a a, just a different kind of way it Mm -hmm. felt like to me uh like it it really felt like like in the other ones the other bat any other sort of batman iteration it it felt sort of like oh it's just this thing off in the distance but with this movie it was like it was really a tool to to sort of put fear into like criminals it's like they see this thing up and they're like oh man is it like is this thing in the in the sky because of what i'm doing yeah yes exactly dude it's like you finally you finally get they they talk about this use of fear in the other movies like right nolan Mm -hmm. and then and then even in like 89 batman you get that sense of like He's kind of, you know, in that very first scene when the guy's like, what are you? And he's like, I'm Batman. Yeah. Like oh, that yeah. whole sequence. Such a get, good Okay, scene. like criminals are scared of him. But this, for the first time, I feel like they show you how like these criminals look up. They've done something bad. They look up, they see the bat signal, and then they just kind of like notice a shadow. Or like a dark near, corner or an yes, alley. near them. And they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And the they, way they, they expect to see him there. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's that's what's so cool is like you... All these criminals are like doing this thing. They see the bat signal, and then it's like they look down this black alley, and you never see Batman. But it's like just that level of fear. It's like they they go running away, or they. 
it, you know, and it's like, or it shows like, the, it's funny because the first time that I saw the movie, you know, when it shows the scene, you see the guy robbing the bodega and then you, it looks out the window. It's just like darkness. And the first time I saw it, when it like cuts to the next scene, I was like, mm-hmm. God, did I miss something? Like was, mm-hmm. was I supposed <laughs> to see Batman there? But then, you know, then you realize that like, it's just that sort of invisible, you know, fear that's yeah. being like invoked on these these criminals. That it's really cool, man. It's cool to see like the power of that can mm-hmm. potentially like change whether or not they do something bad again. Kind of, you know, especially those low level criminals. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and I mean, as we get into the upper level criminals, which also, man, I, I Jesus, I cannot say enough. Like, first off, after these messages, we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. It was very intense For over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures from another dimension, another world, I don't know. The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from the Bigfoot Collectors Club, and you're listening to Tyler and Woody on That Would Be Rad, because that is rad. I was talking to somebody this morning um, about this movie. And the, one of the first things I said was like, hey, did you know that Colin Farrell was in the movie? And they're like, oh, no, I, I didn't know that. And I said, if I hadn't told you that, you could have watched the entire movie and just been like, no, I saw his name on the credits. But yeah, I mean, you'd never know. You'd never know. Mm-mm. The makeup job with the penguin, I mean, it's next level, dude. Yeah, it's, it is, uh, it's pretty amazing. And apparently our buddy Johnny said that, I guess, HBO Max is doing, like, a full Penguin, like, miniseries. Yeah, I guess, man. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, me neither. One of, one of the things that I came away from this movie thinking is, I want Matt Reeves to do, I want to see his version of it. Dick Tracy. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. You know, because, like, Dick Tracy, here's the thing about Batman. Oftentimes, like, the villains are kind of, like, silly and over the top. Mm-hmm. And, yes, so they're mentally kind of, like, ill, but they're, like... Well, they were know, created oh, in, like, the 30s and 40s, so... You know, but some they're just a little, like, he, you know... Um, over the top. Yeah, man. I mean, like, Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face is, like, mm. it's just terrible, man. Mm. 
And the lines and the writing and stuff is just awful. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I kept on joking about this last night. I was like, you know, the only thing that would have made the movie a little better is if, you know, they would have called Arnold Schwarzenegger and hey, dust, dust off that, uh, that uh, costume. I need you to jump in here. Mm-hmm. We need Mr. Freeze. Yeah. And I just wanted to see him like come in and just be like, everybody. All right, everyone. Chill. Chill. <laughs> Chill. Um, yeah. Jesus. Chill. And, you know, then you've got, like, in those movies, like, the low-level criminals are just, like, doing, like, motorcycle stunts in the background. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, man, we're not at Six Flags. This is a movie. Yeah. Um, let, let's dial that back. It's because, especially those after 89, everything was on set. And so they're like, well, what right. can we do? Well, we I, I will ramp. say, I, I think that, I think that Schumacher, like, maybe had the right idea of, like, you know, I I feel like basically he tried to do his own version of like just flipping it totally in tone and maybe bringing some of that campiness back in from like the '66 Batman. But like, it was like I think the issue was is is you you know '89 Batman and then Batman Returns. It's like it wasn't enough movies or and it wasn't enough time so, so that we were like tiring of that tone yet. Mm-hmm. It was like we weren't like over all that, and so oh, we're ready for something different. It's like we were still yeah. wanting like no, no, no. We want more of that, you know. Batman Begins and yeah, and you know the super dark and so I mean I kind of applaud him for like taking a risk, but boy did it fall flat. Yeah, those movies are the worst. Yeah, and I mean, dude, I mean honestly, if this movie would have come out then, I don't know that the world would be ready for it, you know? I mean, Definitely not. And like I said, I mean, I've got, I've, I've got all of them on VHS. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'll still watch them. They're still fun. Yeah, but, oh yeah. you know, this movie, it's like, when you look at a character like the Penguin, the, it, it was like a, it's like this like 1940s Italian gangster mm-hmm. that seemed real. It didn't seem like a put on, you know? And that's kind of what I mean by like, Matt Reeves doing Dick Tracy because, and I love Dick Tracy still to this day. Yeah. Loved it. But, you know, that sort of like seeing it through his lens would be, man, it would be great because it would be a little bit more realistic. You know, Dick Tracy would be even cooler. Mm-hmm. I just think that would be awesome. Well, and also I feel like the villains would like, I mean, honestly, the the original movie, like the villains mm-hmm. were pretty like creepy. Oh, yeah. Like, sure, man. You know, for especially for the time, it was like, man, this is like, this sort of leaves you feeling like, Ugh. you mm-hmm. know, the the sort of the dark mob underbelly kind of. I think they did a great job, but yeah, you're you're exactly right about that. To me, you know, speaking about like, sort of like that 30s or 40s like gangster, I think I think almost I know like you're a huge penguin guy, which I mean, I th- I thought that did an incredible job, especially mm-hmm. like. You know the little nod to like when he's he's zip tied and he's you know spoiler alert yeah, yeah. and he's like doing like the little waddle it was yeah, it's awesome yeah. but to me like they captured that sort of real life attitude of like the you know sort of the mob uh, with Carmine Falcone which oh, for yeah, Falcone it was it was amazing in the sense of like he's so likable John Turturro is like he's one of my all time favorite actors. And uh, he, he he's he's so charismatic and likable, but like 
I don't, it's like that he, that's used as like a tool because like everything that he's saying or doing is like super dark and super evil, evil. Like, yeah. yeah. But the way that it's sort of being sort of portrayed or whatever is, it, it's like, man, I can't help but like this guy. I mean, even yeah. there's a clip where, you know, he's, he's strangling this girl and like, you know, there's like a, like a vo- she has like a voice memo or, or voicemail. Yeah, that, you hear the audio. Yeah, you hear the audio, and he's like, he's like, it's okay, baby. Like, even while he's doing all this stuff, it's like he's saying things, and like, you're like, I still trust this dude as he's yeah. literally like choking this girl out. Which to me is like even more. Again, man, yeah, it goes scary. back to part of the reason why I love this movie so much. It's so. Like real, right. right? So like somebody that's going to be the head of a crime boss is going to be charismatic, exactly. going to be likable. And then they're also going to just be like the true essence of evil because they can like without feeling any remorse or anything like right. do terrible things to people. And and they did this in a way without making them like some silly like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, you exactly. know, like, hey, 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 Kappa. Yeah. You know, uh, and but at the same and then oh it it's just, it was just and, and dude I didn't even know he was in the movie yeah, you know, no I until didn't I saw him on screen I was like whoa cool yeah, same oh man here's another one of my favorite things about this and again I was a little nervous I think we all were in some way when you first see like the costume design mm-hmm. you know like whenever photos leak and stuff you're, you're kind of like oof I don't know yeah dude this it's badass was my favorite use of. Batman's like suit was mm-hmm. awesome, but then also like his his um, gadgets and like the technology and yeah. stuff. To me, this was the best ever because it was like, you know, realistic enough to be believable. Mm-hmm. And then his use of it was just oh god, it was just so good, man. He yeah. seemed more human. I think that's another thing that Christopher Nolan's Batman movies did mm-hmm. very well is they made you feel. Um, Christian Bale's like portrayal of Bruce Wayne, like the pain and like the the not superhuman, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in this movie, man, just like he's gonna fail a couple times. He's gonna, you know, I don't know. Everything just seemed way cooler, man. The fact that like his armor sounds, you can hear the sounds of him moving. Oh yeah, dude. And even that's used as a tool to invoke fear. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. The, and like you're talking about like the tech, I mean, there, there were a few things like the contacts, which are pretty high fi but like even, uh, so I, I think the cool thing about this movie is like, we finally see a movie that's somewhat like, and I don't know if you've read this, but have you ever read Batman year one? It's, I don't think, um, Frank Miller wrote it, but it's David Mazzucchelli, which is his, his best artistic work it's it's absolutely amazing but it's basically about batman year one his first year is batman so he's gonna fail he's gonna fall you know he's gonna trip and fall he's gonna like everything's so we've in all the the film and and animated series batman is like one of those characters who he has everything taken care of everything's under control he doesn't mess up he's so smart that he's like you know he's the He's the world's greatest detective. That's what he's known as. Uh, and so he's 10 steps in front of everybody. But with this iteration, it's that, like, you still see bits of, like, homemade aspects of his of his costume. His, his gear is not, like, super sleek and, mm-hmm. you know, advanced yet. I mean, it's kind of, like, bulky and, 
you know, clanky and like, and I'm a huge fan of that. I mean, any of my, mm-hmm. I'm an artist and I do a ton of Batman commissions and uh, every iteration that I have, you're going to see all the seams. You're going to see every wrinkle in the costume. You're going to, I love playing on that like homemade sort of aesthetic and you got to see that with this. I mean, like the shoulder pads feel like, like BMX, like motocross, mm-hmm. like shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. You know, the the cowl is like yeah. leather. And I got to say this too. When I initially saw like the collar on the cowl and even like the seams on like the, like the headdress section mm-hmm. of the cowl, to me, well, that's Gotham by Gaslight. They basically got that from there. But like the collar you see also in Gotham by Gaslight by Mike Mignola. And so I was a little like, I don't know how I feel about that. It's just so different from what we've seen, which the cow is one of the things that I hated about the Nolan movies because the mouth hole was like so small. And then he had like the little neck when they sort of fixed it so he could he could like turn his head. And that felt sort of weird. Weird, yeah. Um, but this one totally solved all those issues because he has like this high collar. So he's not super stiff like Keaton. You know, he can actually like turn right. his head. But it doesn't feel like this, like tiny, like little, like you know, huge head, but like little neck. Yeah. It just, it, it, it was perfect, man. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, I never really realized that too. I was always like, what is it about? It sucks. Uh, Nolan's Batman costume design that like bugged me, and it's like because Christian Bale's face looks like he's wearing like a scuba mask. You know, exactly. like everything's like pressed out. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah. I thought the uh, Pattinson or Battinson, if you will. Yeah, uh, there you go. His uh, his voice was yes. perfect, like mm-hmm. when he was being Batman. Sometimes it almost felt like Gordon was actually doing more of a growl yeah, right. than, uh, yeah. than Pattinson was, but I, I'm, I'm cool with that. But uh, that was that's another thing that I just hate about the Nolan movies is like, how over the top and it's like I, yeah. I get what you're doing like yeah it makes sense and it's like we get it but boy that gets like real old um <coughs> you know which i think they did i think they did, did a good job with ben affleck you know he has like the kind of like, like a voice changer yeah or I, th- I think that was yeah. a much cooler it's kind of cool sort of thing you know the one thing that matt reeves gets that all those guys didn't get is the the luxury of being able to see what worked what didn't yeah exactly taking it from there it's so. that hindsight 2020 yeah, thing. That's definitely that's definitely something that just every like that going back to what I said, like everybody that was in charge of everything in that film. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the sound design was incredible. The writing was fantastic. Yeah. The costume design, the lighting, the I mean, everything, man, was just so good. And I mean, dude. And 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 then again, this is a testament to like because we have access to this nowadays, mm-hmm. where we can kind of get the leak information and pictures of you know the set and everything and it causes you know you to be kind of like oh, i don't know yeah you know i think with this movie i i purposely kind of avoided a lot of that because i kind I of just too. didn't want to have any expectations and it just delivered man in yeah. a way that like oh I, it was just amazing and i mean dude the the, the batmobile oh to me it's like the most badass batmobile yeah ever in my opinion it's just unbelievable man yeah and and i mean i have to say i mean it, it's just it's it's so badass because it's so like different you know it's like we have right the classic iconic 89 batman batman begins mm-hmm. you know of course then it 
went downhill fast and started just it turned into a tank crazy yeah and then nolan we have like sort of a tank thing uh i did like the motorcycle and the nolan ones like mm. how it yeah the it's pretty cool you know um but this one just feel like woody and i both are like fans of like american like you know late 60s early 70s like mm-hmm. american like muscle cars and this felt like that but just you know supercharged i mean literally yeah and it felt yeah. like there's like some sort of like nuclear reactor coming out <laughs> the back uh yeah it's so badass and just like the shots and like the, the car chase is just oh, oh dude it's the best i'm not joking i said this last night it is the best car chase scene i think so i think in any movie dude. yeah i mean it's just incredible the way that it's shot mm-hmm. like Everything about that scene is just so amazing. Yeah. And, you know, like, the cool thing about Batman is, you know, I've always kind of thought, like, look, <clears throat> at the end of the day, as long as, I mean, I think anybody could put on the Batman costume. Mm-hmm. And if you angle the camera correctly and there's right. maybe a, a city in the background and you got some awesome music, you're going to feel like, yes, right? Yeah. And so with this, though, it's like, they even took that to the next level, man. Mm-hmm. Like things that you wanted to happen kind of happen, things that you want to see. But they happened in ways that you never would have expected. Unexpectedly. Yeah. Right. Exactly, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't over the, it wasn't like fan service or whatever. I know people always complain about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think if anybody doesn't like this movie, I was trying to think, you know, uh, why wouldn't people like it? And I think some of the potentially, some of like this sort of, social commentary stuff that is interlaced in there. But, you know, frankly, a lot of that stuff has always been that way with Batman and the, and the Waynes and that kind of thing that, you know, um, this kid being from this rich family mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing, I, I still feel like they did that. I, I don't know. I couldn't come up with a reason why people wouldn't like it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, too, one of the things I don't think that we've said yet is, or at least haven't emphasized is this is not us saying every batman movie that came before it sucks no or whatever we this love is just, them all yeah i mean this is this one is just like incredible and we really really recommend you go see it because oh, it's yeah. just so good man yeah i mean probably if i had to choose like my favorite sort of version of batman i still would look at batman the animated series just mm-hmm. as far as like like the Batman that I want to see on the screen being being like the Batman that I that's in my mind and that I mm-hmm. know of in the comics. But as far as like the live action movies, like I think I think this is this is number one. Yeah, man. I mean, and I, and again, it feels like heresy to say. I know it's hard to say it out loud, but I mean, I agree with you, dude. But it's, it's so yeah, good. They did such a good job just capturing this like like spot on like tone but at the same time it being totally different from what we've ever seen mm-hmm. um yeah it, it's it's pretty amazing i mean you and i will say too like seeing it uh the second time i kind of urge you actually to i mean if you you know obviously if you're a fan of batman um if you've seen the movie and you really liked it go out and see it again because i feel like i got a lot more out of it the second time um, hmm. it, just in the sense of like, so the first time you, you see it, you know, it definitely has that David Fincher vibe of like seven where, um, 
you know, even like uh, like the way the Riddler sort of lays everything out, the way he writes these like little notes that's like to the Batman, the way uh, everything is just so sort of calculated and and expertly delivered. I, I guess for me, I was expecting like there to be like another sort of like bigger reveal, you know, like I'm your brother mm-hmm. or like. You know, something like that, just the way it was, because the movie is like a real sort of slow burn. Uh, not saying that mm-hmm. it's not entertaining and it doesn't keep you on the edge of your seats the whole time, but just the like the pacing of like the the way the story is sort of delivered is yeah. is like, you know, these like, oh, this guy ends up dead. This guy ends up dead. And, you know, Riddler's kind of like setting up these things so that I guess whenever you do see the big reveal that was sort of like, and again, spoiler, but when he's in the Arkham Asylum, which again, like seeing that was amazing too. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when he's like, you know, we almost got him. And it's like, it really flipped of like, oh, wait a minute. You're not like as smart as you thought you were. You know, you're mm-hmm. not like, it, but then like him, him saying that like, like the whole movie was set up so that like, he's like as smart as Batman was. It's like the Riddler is like so far ahead that he's basically setting all these things up so that Batman does all the work yes. without even knowing it. Yeah. And that was like such a great reveal. But I think the first time I saw it, that wasn't conveyed as, I don't know, like, and, and I'm sure maybe it was just my personal experience, but like yeah. it didn't, it, it felt like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Awesome. So, but then we're going to go to this other thing that's like even bigger. I think the second time seeing it, at least for me, I could really appreciate that being like the payoff and the fact mm-hmm. of like, oh no, we're like a team the whole time. And he had this sort of like somewhat like autistic delusion. Like delusion. Yeah, you know who he reminded me of, dude? And I, I, it's funny that we're this far into the, the show and we haven't even talked much about the Riddler who, dude, I think that was one of the best yeah, villains. Me too. Of anything. <clears throat> I mean, he was psychotic but like of like a you know pretty brilliant kind of mind mm-hmm. and like all of his gadgets and stuff yeah. i mean just nuts dude and then when he came on the kind of like that phone that facetime screen yeah and real quick right there that's a i, I haven't mentioned this either you 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 watch this movie and it's like this like really brilliant marriage of vibes from the 40s yeah, and right. 50s mhm and even like with the architecture, but also like just like the way the gangsters are and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then modern time, like you start the movie out and you're like, I, I don't know when this movie would be. Which I think is. And then all of a sudden they're like FaceTiming. Yes. You know, it's yeah. like, what? Yeah. So I yeah. loved that. And even the, the, like, I love that you said that because, uh, or that you brought that up because like even the, you know, when it shows like the penguin's car, like it, it it's not exactly like a car that we know of, like it looks, you know, like a Maserati probably, mm-hmm. you know, in the 2000s. But then at the same time, like anytime you see like the cabs, they're like yeah. 80s right. style, you know. Yeah, like, and even like, you know, Bruce Wayne drives up to this funeral in like a, a Corvette, but it's like a, an old like, like 50s model Stingray. Yeah, 50s yeah. Stingray, yeah. Which is, <clears throat> and so, God, that's a no, badass whew, car. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful automobile. But mm-hmm. like, so anyways, when he's FaceTiming, and and he's doing all this like weird stuff, dude. I don't know about you, but I immediately thought of 
the dude that was in the uh, Mad, or I'm sorry, the uh, Max Hedrum. Mm. Same kind of like he's when like the guy would. There's wow. no way, dude, that they didn't get some inspiration there because like nice tie-in, yeah. You know, like he would be like, Whoa! you're like, all exactly that weird right. stuff, dude, and like. You know what I'm saying? It reminds, like, instantly, I was like, oh, my gosh, dude, it just reminds me of this breaking into the TV signal wow. type stuff, dude. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and they, and they did it with, you know, with, like, YouTube live type thing. Or, like, a... Like, a, like he had, like, a social media following. Yeah, like an Instagram too. live or, like, <clears throat> a, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. That's... I did not even think about that sort of... I mean, I'm not saying this to be, like, in any way, uh, like, judging with this comment. But it it did have, like, uh, an autistic kind of, like, like, tone in, in, like, you see that he's genius. But, you know, and a lot of autistic, you know, folks are, like, genius. But then, you know, emotionally and, like mentally yeah, the way like like kind of asperger's yeah or asperger's yeah stuff, it's kind yeah. of it's like it's whatever it was it feels like he was he was on the spectrum mm-hmm. and the way that like he would like act out stuff it's like it was very sort of childlike yeah um yeah. and it i didn't even think about this but was he the same guy that played the weird basically the same role in that movie prisoners yeah, I mean, this dude plays the weird role in, I think, every movie. I mean, he's honestly. perfect. He's man. so good at it, man. Yeah. But I feel like in this movie, he even seemed weirder, man. It's yeah, like he's he did. gained a little weight or something, and, he ju- and he's getting a little older, so he's not like the kid anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's just, I mean, he seemed like it, just insane, man. Especially, yeah. like, you know, in the coffee shop scene. Oh, yeah. And to God. me, that was like, straight up seven vibes where he yes he gives himself up and i mean Mm -hmm. kevin spacey kind of had that in seven where Mm -hmm. you know he was like flawed you know and he he possibly like on the spectrum but also like insane you know Mm -hmm. um but that like slow like creep in on the camera like to the shop as you see him like facing the other direction like I don't know, man. It was just, it's its just so well done. Yeah. And I wish there was like a way for me to just remember, since it's so fresh, like every single, like there was a, you know, even like I said, every single shot, I just want a, a picture of. Mm-hmm. But there were a handful that were just like, oh my gosh, that was incredible. One of them was when uh, Batman like shoots his. Um, like his like grappling hook? Yeah, his grappling kind of hook up in the middle of these like, Almost like a, it's like a staircase that just, you know, like a huge sort of spiral staircase in the middle of this like building. Mm-hmm. And he just like shoots it up. And then like the camera angle is from, it's like facing him oh, right. down as it's going up. It's yeah. like little stuff like that, man. Like the way that they, you know, the the side mounted camera on like the car, oh, scene, the car chase scenes. And like even whenever they're like driving through the city on the, the motorcycles and it's just like first person view and like, dude, just, oh, it was just well done, man. I mean, even if you're not a Batman fan, mm-hmm, right? You just want like a crime movie, yeah. This is it. If you want some action, this is it. If you want a little bit of romance, this is it. Mm-hmm. It's just the characters I thought were developed great. I mean, in the amount of time that they had, I feel like the chemistry between Batman Mostry. and Catwoman, chemistry between Batman and Catwoman 
was, was believable. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel for both characters for different reasons. I, I lo- and some of like the sort sort of like humorous beats, I feel like hit a little harder on the second viewing. Like the scene where he's he's like giving her the contacts and the earpiece, and she's like, "I really have oh, the yeah. feeling that you don't care about me." And he's like, "Look at me!" And he walks up, and it's like this, you know, this thing. And he like oh, it's like her. a sensual moment. You know? yeah. They're like staring he's like, into each other's eyes. He's like, their faces are close together. And they're like, "Oh man, is this is this gonna be the first kiss here?" Mm-hmm. It's like he does care about her, and then he's like, "Looks fine" or something. And then yeah, yeah. Like, just, in other words, he can't tell that like she's got the the contacts in. Right. Whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I uh, I definitely love the costume. Uh, Catwoman's costume, it has like, I mean, it's basically straight up Darwin Cook, uh, you know, comic Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, in like the 90s or early 2000s, he had a run. But not only that, but then it also sort of plays a little on the Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, and you can only really see it like in the light. You see like all like the stitching. There's a lot of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not as over the top, obviously, with like the white stitching. But it, you do get a little bit of that vibe to me. I, I mean, I loved her suit. I thought it was awesome. Again, man, it goes back to like the realism thing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm really just like racking my brain even now trying to figure out something that somebody, I mean, have you heard any negativity about it? I mean, I haven't really. So the only, so I've been like you and I've uh, kind of stayed away. Um, I mean, I think you and I are similar, even in the, like, we don't, we stop watching like the trailers once mm-hmm. we've seen like the first one or two, uh, just because they give so much away. So, so yeah. I like you have stayed kind of far away. But since I saw it a little earlier, I kind of, you know, allow myself kinda to like see back. a lot more. Yeah. And honestly, the only thing that I can really see is like the you know the brooding like oh it's emo Batman and but I think it's badass. I mean I think it's cool. I uh, I'm okay with it. I like it because yeah. it is like I said before. It is. A totally different take where, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's basically what a rich dude in our times that was a nighttime vigilante would do. He he yeah. wouldn't give a shit about being a socialite and mm-hmm. making himself seen. It's like, you know, when and it's such a great scene, but when Alfred is like, you know, do you not care about your legacy, your family's legacy? And he's like, this is the legacy. What I do at yeah. night is the legacy. Mm-hmm. One thing that I... I my one main critique about this okay. that, that I feel like fell a little flat, even in like the second viewing, it was one of the things that after I saw it the first time, I was like, this just doesn't like quite connect. And I I still am of the opinion that I still think that some shots were like maybe cut for time. But mm-hmm. I feel like his connection with Alfred yeah, feels I off. Agree. Yep, it, I agree. It, I actually almost said that earlier. Um, and so I think him is... If you feel that way, and I do, and we both haven't even talked about it until just now, then that, that, has, to be, yeah, that has to be true, yeah. right? Yeah, and again, I feel like leading up to the hospital scene, which I think was okay. You know, Andy Serkis yeah. plays Alfred, and I think he's a great Alfred. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, me, I, too. me too. I love yeah. him. I feel like we didn't get enough of him, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Basically, what we're talking about is if you haven't seen it, which if you haven't seen it again, I don't know why you've listened this far. Yeah. But uh, but there's like this, it's kind of like you're not my real dad, like yeah, like yeah. kind of vibe, and it doesn't make sense because it's like Bruce is supposed to be you know nine or ten or 
11 or 12. I can't, I can never remember how old he's supposed yeah. to be when his parents were shot. He's preteen, we'll say. Yeah, preteen. And it doesn't make sense that he would still be playing off this, like, you're not my dad. I can do it. Like, like everything that he does toward Alfred is kind of this, like, spoiled, bratty kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense logically, especially for a movie like this that is so sort of grounded in reality yeah. because, okay, the dude's parents died. His only caretaker, his only like connection at all to his family. Yeah. The only parent that he has from, you know, age, whatever, preteen until mid to late twenties would Mm -hmm. be Alfred. Alfred already is in on the joke and in on the whole Batman thing. So he's, he's, he would be a lot more of like a partner in that sense. Yeah. But then he would also, he wouldn't, I just feel like, like realistically, he wouldn't still be playing the silly, like, you're not my dad or like, why do you have the Wayne cufflinks or it just, to me that felt a little flat. And I felt like you as great as the scene was when, uh, which was a bad scene when, when Batman realizes that the next like drop or letter is, Mm. is going to be sent to Bruce Wayne. And he knows that Alfred or somebody at the house or the tower is going to be opening it. You know, it's like a scene where you just hear the car like, and like, yeah, man. You see him; he just keeps trying to like call and call and call to like get in touch to tell him not to to open anything, and he's like screaming, but like you don't hear it. You just the music in the car. Yeah, that was a great scene. Like such, yeah, really man. good at like emoting. But I feel like that whole thing when when Alfred is uh, is wounded by that and in the hospital, I just feel like it could have connected so much better if there was a. A better like connection. Um, yeah, I agree, man. But like, but if, but I think sorry. The only thing I think is like maybe they're setting it up so that 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 hospital scene was the first step in like them yeah. becoming a true partnership. <clears throat> yeah, dude. That's that's what I was getting. Like, I am one hundred percent there with you. I mean, I would have loved to have seen their relationship be more like for for them to have more of a bond because like you yeah. said <clears throat> there's no way he just like sat in his room for 10 years yeah, and right. just decided like well I'm going to be a vigilante now yeah. you know like Alfred is a lot more sort of not aggressive what is it like uh, assertive mm-hmm. and, and I don't know that he would have allowed that to happen so I I like you felt that that was a little bit of that that disappointed me mm-hmm. I didn't like that you know I I, I wish that like but but then like you said, at the same time, so on the flip side of that, we now get to see this dude, like this kid, Bruce Wayne, whatever you want to, we get to see the growth. Yeah, right? the character and, arc. And, yeah. Yeah, man. And it's like now he realizes, mm-hmm. oh, man, like I really need to cherish the people that I care about right. as much as I do. You know, like he, he does feel sort of like selfish in a way and he's kind of like balancing that out, mm-hmm. you know, like – so I think that's kind of cool, and maybe that's <clears throat> maybe that's why they kept it like that, just as a tool of like being able to kind of illustrate that, mm-hmm. that growth well, of, of the character. And I also think that again, I, I don't think like the realism of that relationship that felt that just doesn't didn't work for me. But yeah, but I am excited to kind of see like a growth there because I want to see a lot more Alfred. I want to know. Mm-hmm more about him. Yeah, he was awesome. Man. Yeah, he was he was so great. And again, I feel like I still feel like some some scenes were maybe cut. So maybe we'll get that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh do, do you have you heard anything about like do they have plans on 
you know, so making I, another one. I asked our buddy Johnny and our buddy Daniel, what's up, guys? They went with us to the movie. And actually, Daniel. <laughs> they kind of pulled us out. Daniel of, pulled it yeah. off. Got us both out. But yeah, it was like a, a big night. It was cool. Uh, I was talking to them on the way home, and he said that, I think Daniel said that it was pr- the sequel was pretty much everything but like, you know, officially put out there that there was going to be a sequel. Like it was pretty much, you know, because I think I think the the box office numbers, Johnny was telling me that it was just behind Spider-Man. No Way Home. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just behind that. And those, you know, had like record box office numbers. So, you know, if Warner Brothers knows what's good for them, they'll uh, they'll do a sequel and they'll stay out of any of the creative process. One thing before we moved on, move on from from what we were just talking about with like the arc with Alfred is I, I kind of also get that the feeling that he wasn't like the playboy as much. I, and I kind of mm-hmm. feel like, you know, and I only really picked this up in the in like the second viewing. Um, but I kind of felt like, you know, at the end of the movie when he when he he's like the only one with a light. I mean, it's a beautiful cinematography and it's like a bird's eye view shot. You're looking down. And it's like he's the only one with this sort of light flare thing, and he's he's holding oh, it up. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody that was in the uh, Madison Square Gardens, they're like mm-hmm. they kind of funnel in, and they're following behind him. So it's yeah. like he's a light in the darkness. He's leading he's them. Leading, yeah, dude. You know, so good. It's amazing. Yeah. But I kind of think that there's like a his narration at the end. He's talking about you know vengeance can't change the past, it can't change the future. So I have to be more. I have to be like hope. So I kind of mm-hmm. think. That was sort of foreshadowing maybe maybe him working up more to being somewhat of like a, a public figure as Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne. Yeah. Because he it's knows that he can only man. do so much as a vigilante <clears throat> at night. Yeah. You know? Well, it's interesting too. Like, I actually quite like the fact that it wasn't just like every time we see him as Bruce Wayne, he's just like out with a couple women on his arms and yeah, kind of I thing. Like, that. But, you know, <clears throat> it's interesting because, like, it kind of reminds me of Superman Birthright. There's this there's this part in Superman Birthright, the, the graphic novel, mm-hmm. where Clark is trying to figure out, like, you know, his disguise uh, of being Clark Kent. And I, I, the way that they say it, and I, I wish I had it in front of me right here so I could, like, quote it, but, like, essentially his mom's like, well, you know, you got to, like, be slumped over and you have to trick people yeah. into making it where psychologically they cannot picture you being both people, right? Right. And so, mm-hmm. like, Clark Kent's very, like, you know, he stumbles, he's he's clumsy as heck, he's kind of, like, whispers, he's he's very, like, mm-hmm. weak-seeming. And so it just makes the, the quote-unquote, disguise like the illusion. that much better. Yeah. Right, yeah, the illusion, there mm-hmm. you go. And I think that, like, I never really, I don't know why, but I never really, like, deeply thought about the fact that, oh yeah, Bruce Wayne's kind of doing that too. In that like he's portraying himself as this sort of like, I just got tons of money, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So that people will kind of be like, I mean, he could never be Batman. Batman only cares about right. X, Y, and Z, you know. Right. And but, and like, I mean the Playboy thing makes sense. Especially yeah, the the Nolan Batman with I just yeah. It just bothered I, I was me. just glad that yeah. And I was just truthfully, like I said, uh, you know, even though that movie was so long, like I was glad None of it was wasted on that. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love. I love that. Uh, Frank Quietly and Grant Morrison. Have you ever read? Have you read uh, All Star Superman? Mm-mm. There's like this great like panel or panels that in the 
in the comic that it shows Clark Kent being like, like what you're saying, like super sort of like fumbling. He's wearing like an oversized like suit jacket. You know, he's kind of like hunched over and he's like, you know, and Christopher Reeves, I think, did it really well too. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, careful, man. He's he. I love. No, no, no I, that's what I'm saying. He's such a good looking dude. He's like, to me, it was like I'm pretty sure everybody would think he's still. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, right. but he did. Yeah, he yeah. did. He did such a great job of like pulling off like the sort of the somewhat bumbling, mm-hmm. you know, Clark Kent. But yeah. I and and I was also wondering this movie if. A lot of the reason that he is like so silent in like like especially in like the crime scene mm-hmm. thing is like you know they didn't have a voice modulator he doesn't talk like this mm-hmm. um, I, I wonder if a lot of that like him staying quiet is to s- somewhat like conceal his true identity mm-hmm. I wonder if that's like part of I mean that's kind of like the vibe that I got yeah me that, too and also but I like, don't know that we've ever seen that before. Yeah, I don't think so. You know, well, I mean, like you said at the top of the show, man, like you never get to see him in real world circumstances. Right. Like, dude, holy smokes. When he, like, he's got, again, well, I don't know if we need to keep on saying it. If they've been in an, an hour <laughs> plus into the show, you know, shame on you. Yeah. You're going to hear a spoiler. But the scene where it's like he's got to go talk to, oh, the penguin for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and Commissioner Detective Gordon's like, well, I mean, I'd have to get a warrant and yada, yada, yada. And all of a sudden, it's just like, knock, knock, knock. This, you know, speakeasy sort of door yeah. opens. And Batman's just standing there in this freaking <laughs> yeah. dance club. It's got thousands or like, you know, 500 people dancing in it. And he's just like, is walking through all this stuff. I'm like, you've never seen anything like right. that before. It's just so freaking bad A, man. Yeah, I, I love the the, like, that theme keeps sort of like, Oh yeah, dude. Which is really oh, funny. Like the so twins cool too. Yeah, dude. It's like oh. fir- first he's Batman, he takes out the twins, then he comes back, and then like they attack him, and then he comes back as Bruce at the end, and they're like, mm-hmm. he's like, I need to see uh, Falcone, and then he shuts the door, and then he opens the door, and it's his brother, and they're just like, wow, it's Bruce Wayne. Come on in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, and, it, and I love how he starts that off. So like first when he shows up as Batman, he's like, do you know who I am? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. And then, like, the next time when he's back as Bruce Wayne, he's like, do you know who I am? And they're like, oh, oh, man. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. great. And it's the same, too, with I love how the one cop, you know, in the beginning is like when he first he sees him in the crime scene, he's like, he's like, you know, freak. Like he. Oh, Sanchez? Sanchez, yeah. He yeah. hates him. And then when he sees, like, he sees Bruce at the funeral, he's like, oh, hey, look, it's Bruce oh, Wayne. Mr. Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, so excited yeah. to see him. I just, I love that. That kind of stuff. Yeah, man. That's really cool. Well, dude, I think we have officially spoiled this movie for anyone who mm-hmm. is uh, still with us that hasn't seen it. But, yeah, uh, for sure. Oh, before we move on, what did you think about the last scene? Um, I didn't. That's another scene. critique that I don't know that I loved. What was the last scene? I don't remember. Where the Riddler is basically in a cell next to the Joker. Well, that's one of the last scenes. I mean, um, I don't know because half the time it's, you can't really like, I, because of the way the person, the, the, the dude that's talking to him in another cell, mm-hmm. because of the way that their face, you can barely make out their face mm-hmm. because of the way it looked to me. It looked like two-faced. It been, yeah. I thought it might've been two-faced, which, you know. But the laugh though, man. You, yeah, I know. 
And I've just read this morning, I think, that they did, like, someone confirmed that they think it's the Joker or whatever. I, mm. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to like that Joker. It looks a little too intense, man. Yeah, there's definitely... I'm not a big fan of, like, the facial... Uh, Although Jack Nicholson did it pretty yeah, cool. But, yes, but at the same time, just that is not even close to being realistic. It, to and then, me, like... And the, then you go on... Go ahead. Well, <laughs> you know, it, I'm sorry. I don't really want to see like a facial deformity as Joker. I don't know. I don't want it to just be. I don't want it to be too intense. Yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at the wrong franchise. Well, no, <laughs> I know, but like, look, that is the one thing that I the probably the only thing that I liked about Jared um, Leto's Joker was that he just had like a normal face. Yeah, but he was just crazy as hell. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I mean. I know this isn't about that, but like I do, I, I do have to say with Leto, I think Leto is a brilliant actor. He's probably, I mean, I'm as straight as the day is long, but I think he's probably the best looking dude, maybe that's ever lived. Mm. You know, I don't. I mean, I'm just saying he's a good looking dude. What yeah. I will say, I hate how over the top they they did like all the tattoos and like it felt dude, when, silly. No, let me tell you the cringiest moment Ugh. maybe ever. Is whenever he like holds up the his hand that has a tattooed yeah. smile on it, and he starts doing like the slow like, ah, ah, ah. yeah, so stupid. Although I do, but I do like his. If you take away like the way he looked, I kind of actually sort of like the the acting. He almost had this weird like Richard Nixon mm. thing, which yeah. next time you, if you go back and see it, like you'll. You know, now that you've like yeah, heard it, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's there's weird. a couple scenes that I like, like him when he's on the back of that. I don't remember if it's a helicopter or like a C one thirty or whatever, but he's got like a Tommy gun. He's just like yeah, ah, and he's like you know the the he's got that grill in, and he's just it looked like again going back to like nineteen forties nineteen fifties gangster. Yeah, I, I love that sort of thing. So that's what I'm saying. Like I would rather the quote best looking dude in the world be Joker and just play like a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Then just like I don't want to see the face like all weird, but like, also Heath like Ledger did it okay, but uh. yeah, I mean he did he did it pretty amazing. I mean you'd never, I mean that was a, I mean boy he came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, I mean Joaquin Phoenix I think did it pretty amazing. Oh yeah, man. Uh, I would like yeah. to see, you know, I mean that's the kind of Joker that I would be down with. I don't know something about the voice. Um, it it felt like. I, I, okay, so this is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. It's like the Riddler is like not your, you know, you're working your way up to like the top villain. Your top villain mm-hmm. is obviously Joker in the Batman universe. And he felt less imposing than like the Riddler in a way. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it was just sort of like, I don't know, man. I feel like this Dude, is. You know how I would have done it, man? Because, like, I kind of felt, I do know what you're saying. I felt a little let down in in that, like, we're already, they're already giving us that. Mm -hmm. How I would have done that instead is, you know. Mark Hamill. In there. Doing the voice. Mark Hamill. uh, Which, hey, dude, he does a great Joker voice. Dude, he does the best Joker voice. Man. No, I would have had, like, the Riddler behind those bars, like doing the moaning thing, which was very weird and yeah. eerie anyway. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you hear like right before it cuts to black, dude, you just hear this like, 
Exactly. Coming from, and then and then you just see like somebody in the other cell, just like a shadow of them, and then bam, cuts to black dude. Yeah, powerful. I totally agree with that. I feel like the, it, it. Yeah, you're right. It's like they gave too much away. Yeah, and you got to see. I don't like, want to see him talking. Yeah, you know, I don't. Not yet, man. And well, and also then, then like you're you're not tied into any. Could have been anybody. Specific actor or. Yeah. And you could take any direction you want. You just worry about it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, di- I didn't love that. But, I mean, I don't know. Uh, or just like a real hard cackle at the end, like, hee-hee, and then, ah, 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 mm-hmm. ah, ah, boom. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. something in them. Uh, two other things i got to say real fast. The the part where he injects himself, do you think it was adrenaline or do you think it was venom? Here's, here's, here's my take. Like, I was kind of surprised that you guys were asking me that last night. I don't know about you, but adrenaline shots aren't neon green. Nope, exactly. So, like, the second that I saw it, I was like, oh, man, he's got some kind of crazy stuff that he had. Yeah. In the second I mean? viewing, it really felt exactly exactly that. It felt like, no, this is like, there's some, like, intentionality here. And yeah. it was a tiny little vial. Uh, he literally has, a, like, a whole section in his suit that he, mm-hmm. like, pulls back so he can inject himself, you know, because he's covered in armor. Yeah, I think it's. I know Daniel totally disagrees, but I think that it is venom, which, yeah. if you don't I mean, know, is what Bane uses to has to be dude, because, like, why would it be if it's just adrenaline? Then it would just be like a medical freaking grade, right? Um, EpiPen. Yeah, it wouldn't be green. Yeah. At all. Uh, second thing, and this is something that like I've just kind of put together in my mind after seeing it twice, mm-hmm. but I kind of think there could be something to it. So. When when Bruce is walking in the funeral, right? Yeah. And he's, like, standing there, and then you see the dude, like, talking who's, like, you know, he deserves it. Da, 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 da. And he's kind of in mm-hmm. shadow, and his face is all sort of pockmarked. And, like, you kind of think, like, oh, it could be, like, a, a, a misdirect. Like, is this uh, the Riddler? Is it not the Riddler? No, 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 no. I think because they they, you know, obviously the, the giveaway and, like, these things. And, again, like, this I kind of thought like maybe it could the first time, but the second time, I think there, I, I think there there was again more intentionality to this. But like he walks in, there's a guy at the funeral. He says, you know, he starts talking bad about like rich people, and he's like, you know, in the political corruption. Yeah, in the political stuff. corruption. But he says something about like he's like, you know, if he's like, I could have saved my daughter if uh, if I had the money that that these corrupt, rich a-holes have or, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Well, then he, then he's like, hey, don't I know you? Or, or like, hey, haven't I seen you before? And then it like does another shot as he's walking away with the the woman that eventually, you know, becomes mayor. Yeah. He looks back and you see him and he's like looking, he's like looking at him and they're both sort of looking in a weird way. Then there's another scene where... uh. And I think it's when he's with Alfred in the hospital and Alfred's talking about like his parents dying and like who it could have been. He's like, I've spent my whole life trying to figure out who it could have been. Uh, you know, was it Maroney? Was it da 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 da? Was it this? And he's like, or maybe it was just somebody who was down on their luck and they needed the money. Mm. I feel like that Wait. dude could have been Joe Chill, the guy who killed his mm. parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, that's good. You heard it here first. I like that. Uh, it's yeah. just an idea, but if the second time seeing it, if they they place a little 
too much time for it just to be yeah. a throwaway. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, maybe it's like Vicki Vale's dad or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Kim, not Vicki Vale's, but Kim Basinger's dad. Uh, out of one to ten batarangs, how many batarangs do you give it? Ten. Yeah, I got to give it ten too, man. Mm-hmm. I loved every minute of it. And again, I've, uh, on second viewing, I mean, boy, is it long. It's three hours. The yeah, first time long. I saw it, it it doesn't feel like three hours at all. It goes by yeah. real fast, but my elderly back injury <laughs> uh, killed my back. Uh, he didn't wear his orthopedics. Yeah, I got those orthopedic shoes on. But the second time, it, you feel th- the three hours a little more, but it's just as entertaining, and you do pick up a lot, a lot of extra stuff. So, yeah, 10 out of 10 for me too, man. I loved it. Me too, man. You got anything else to say, bro? Uh, no. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, like, I could spend another hour just talking about yeah, same. just little things here and there that I loved. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like the battering thing, dude. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Amazing. Um, oh, do you think that... God, I know we keep getting, it's hard to get out of this because mm-hmm. we were so, we're both so impressed with this movie, but you know, all these sort of like questions keep coming up. So I'm kind of torn on this too with like the little orphan kid. There's so many like shots of this kid, you know, the, when the mayor's killed, he's the first person that's uh, killed the movie. Robin. It's the first thing I thought I, of. That's what you're asking. Is that what you thought too? That's what I thought that it could be, right? I mean, that's what they were, it was like, they're utilizing it as like a function of like, okay, man, he can relate to this kid. Right. He knows what this kid's feeling. But then at the same time, it's like, could this be Robin? Yeah. And and so that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking either, either A, it's going to be it's a, it's sort of a lead up to him being Robin, or B, it's a plot device that gives you all the information that you need for what happened to Bruce without them having to go into the origin exactly. story. Yeah, which is what they did. I mean, and maybe it serves two purposes, but like I don't know. Second viewing, it did feel, it did feel like maybe there's something more there. Yeah, I mean, that was just my initial thought, like right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. I do wonder in this universe that he's kind of created what the other villains would be like because in a lot of ways man a lot of the batman villains are kind of that over the top sort of like Mm -hmm. either real sort of like uh, i don't know disgusting kind of looking you know what i'm saying yeah sort of the like two faces kind of intense mustache twirling like villain kind of yeah or like grotesque you know yeah like i mean the the comic version of Bane is kind of, you know, he's got those veins popping out. Yeah. He's just kind of like, you know, yeah. crazy. Mr. Freeze, you know, like how would you how would you create a Mr. Freeze that fits into this world? I mean, I know exactly. You, silly. You literally you do. Get, you get Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you do the opposite. You do the basically the Heart of Ice episode, which you need to watch this if you haven't seen it uh, immediately from the animated series. Okay. Um, he's the most like, you know, no pun intended, but he's the most like sort of cold and like robotic and, you know, this tragic figure, kind of like Ed Scallon, his, his love is, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, I think if they put that on the big screen, I think it would be amazing. Also talking about Bane, uh, Johnny and Daniel and I were talking about this as well as like in this sort of grounded universe, man, I would love to see, and, you know, Tom Hardy did a great job. But at the same time, it's like the Bane on the big screen and the Bane in the comics are like massively different. Mm-hmm. Like the Bane in the comics mm-hmm. is like 
the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you, I don't, that just wasn't portrayed r- remotely the same. Right. You know, in the book, but, or in the, the Dark Knight movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you do that like straight up serial killer, like roid rage mm-hmm. vein. I mean, that would be pretty amazing. I do hope that they stick with like the world's greatest detective vibe, like really yeah. playing into that. And I mean, the Riddler is like, I, I can't think of a better villain. Uh, and so creepy, dude. What about that first utilizing. scene? Holy crap, dude. Whenever that, that uh, oh, current yeah. mayor is in his house, he's watching like the, the, the debates on his own TV mm-hmm. and he just like moves out of, out of the frame and yeah. then just standing there like in the background is just the Riddler just standing yeah. there, dude. Yeah, it's, it's so scary. It, this goes back to like, you can listen to all of our episodes where I talk about what I'm seeing. It, it's like someone just standing. It's the reason why we close the blinds, folks. Oh, 100%. You don't want somebody standing like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't leave skylights open. I mean, come Never. on. Yeah, exactly. Never, man. I, I like how they kind of played into the sort of like militia group vibe too. Like these sort of like incels that are kind of like unhinged and they find, you know, fellowship mm-hmm. online and it yeah. sort of unites them. And I love, I, I do love, uh, which we kind of talked about this before. Uh, you know, for the hour and however many minutes. Uh, but I do like that, you know, when he, when he meets with Riddler in Arkham, how Riddler's so, like, kind of heartbroken that, like, you know, the whole time he's like, oh, no, 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 the Batman and I are like, we're on the same team. We're like, mm-hmm. it's this sort of, like, delusion in his own mind playing out that, like, oh, no, he's like, you know, he's one of us. And that's why, like, at the very end, you know, the guy, like, they take off his mask that he just beats to a pulp. Uh, and he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm nobody. Or he's like, oh, me? I'm vengeance. It's like mm-hmm. that became, you know, that Project Mayhem type, like, mm-hmm. group of, like, unhinged guys, you know. Basically, they're carrying the same, man- like, mantra as, like, the Batman. I thought that was really and cool. And that's the switch. I love that that was, like, his realization, like, oh. Yeah. You know, vengeance, you can't, you know— being vengeful like carries so much. Oh, sort of, I didn't can't help but that. sort of like end up with a lot of sort of like evil. In other words, if you approach justice with a vengeful spirit, then you're not really going to be delivering the justice. You know, like right. instead, he he's now going to be the banner of sure fear for the criminal, you know, aspect or whatever, but hope for the citizens, and then showing like the true justice. And I think like. I think that's part of the reason why I love Batman too is like he's always like that's one of the biggest sort of struggles that he has mm-hmm. because he's human. Yeah. You know, he he is faced with so many evil people and 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 bad things that have happened and all this, but he he has to overcome that vengeful spirit to like really deliver like true justice, which is that person mm-hmm. you know doing it the right way. Or at least trying to, right? You know, like, obviously, if somebody falls out of a building, you know. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. I, and I like th- that he he also sort of was able to see how, like, everything that he's been been doing all along could be misconstrued and taken as, like, oh, no, everything that he's doing is, like, bad. Like, he's... Right. I mean, not to them, not to the Riddler or his group of, like, thugs or whatever, but, like... It's like, oh no, no, no! They're looking at him as like a hero, mm-hmm. also because he because, because he, they think they're doing the same thing. They right? think they're because, doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they're exposing like all this corruption and stuff, and so like Which in that, a way, again, they 
I mean, they kind of are, right? But like, again, like that's that weird sort of razor's edge uh, between like justice and vengeance. Mm -hmm. And and like, if you, it's kind of like, again, it's like Star Wars, man. You can have this power, you know, if it's motivated by fear and hate and anger and stuff, then that's going to take you in a certain direction. Or if you do it to help other people and yada, 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 Mm -hmm. it's going to take you in the other, you know, in the positive direction. So it's like, that is... I mean, that's Batman. Yeah. You know? And it's like so many of the, the I think, villains and stuff that he fights have that while their uh, intentions initially might be, like that. that's the thing that's funny. It's like when you take it to the level that the Riddler did, like, hey, man, you can just like, I don't know, send all those emails out instead of like mm-hmm. killing people, you know? Yeah, right. And it would have the same effect. It's like if you're truly trying to expose corruption, well, then just expose corruption. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like you don't have to make it some elaborate a mouse ate his face off kind of thing. Although I did like that that they took that serial killer trope and like, you know, as timeless as the movie is, is like, and timeless in the sense of like, we don't really know, like, is it the 80s? Is it the mm-hmm. like modern day? Is it like, you know, they do have those elements of like some things were like high tech. Like mm-hmm. I did like that they, they did all the weird like, you know, writing with a, like a nib to the Batman uh, mm-hmm. and this sort of an, very analog portrayal of like a serial killer and like he's deranged and, and all that. But then it's also, he also was tied into like, you know, streaming this to his like online presence. And mm-hmm. well, and I don't know if you noticed this in those comments that like when it shows his sort of interactions with other people, mm-hmm. there'd be a thing where it's like, hey, where do you get that? Yeah, oh, right. You can get this mask on da, 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 da. and it's like, they're all sort of, learning together right yeah yeah it's like, like it's like they had st- they had the mask at gotham city surplus and yeah you know dude pretty so awesome good, man yeah 10 out of 10 for me 10 out of 10 from woody and uh yeah you gotta go see it yeah you gotta go see it whatever you do though don't fall for the oh, here we go don't fall for you know the kid at the concession stand who says hey man you know if you get this commemorative batman bucket and plastic cup which by the way if you're a collector and that's what you want sweet i'm glad that i got it but yes it is twenty dollars you gotta avoid (laughs) being just like straight up fooled by the kid behind the counter when like tyler asked him like because i think you get you do get free refills same day like if you came back out you could get a free refill somehow this kid convinced tyler this was what movie was it that we went and saw well spider-man i think right he wasn't a kid he was like the no, the shift dude. manager seventeen at he was the not oldest dude he was yeah at least and he 30. just convinces Tyler he's like no man yeah you just get free refills anytime and Tyler and I'm standing right there no no like, well, he said as long as the movie's in the theater free refills I'm pretty sure you thought it was like oh, like forever and I was like I don't think that's a lucrative movie <laughs> I mean they're you know they're charging you seven bucks for the smallest bag of candy ever right and you're telling me that like all I got to do is pay almost twice, and I get lifetime refund. No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 not lifetime. But as long as the movie, so anyway, is being on the before played. we went to the movie, Tyler's like, "All right, man, I'm bringing my bucket, free refills." I'm like, "No, no, no, false." But hopefully, I'm there when you try to do this because I can't wait to see it. And then, of course, I get there, and he's like, "I didn't, I didn't do it." I I looked online, and there's like, you 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 basically can get a free refill throughout the day, so you get a drink refill. And a bucket. And by the way, it's Regal Cinemas. That's hey, like, hey, did you know that you can do that whenever you buy just a normal large too? Hey. Yeah, but I thought, but no, no, no. So hear <laughs> me out. So this is the whole reason that I thought that. 
because you get the commemorative combo, mm. which is like the Batman bucket, <laughs> Batman cup. And so as long as the, so that makes sense to me. This is $20 for $3 worth of plastic and, or probably less than that even. And, mm. and it's $20. So I can get free refills as long as it's in the theaters. So for like wow. several weeks or a month, I get free refills. I mean, that makes sense taken. to me. You got taken. I did get That's taken. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that anymore. So let's let's close this out. <laughs> um, oh man, should we should we wait one more week or should we announce? Uh... Okay, cool. Um, Tyler, for now, mm. where is the best place that people can interact with us and tell us what they thought about the Batman in the Batcave? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can find us on Instagram. Like I always say, we have a little cool little family, little community there. So feel free to jump in. If you want to tell us something, a story or whatever, your review of a movie, uh, shoot us a DM or shoot it on over to thatwouldberadpod at gmail.com. We are always looking for, you know, urban legends from your local area where, you know, accounts, you know, did you see a shadow person? Did you see Bigfoot? Anything weird that you've ever encountered, we love to hear about it, whether you write it down or whether you record a voice memo and email it to us. Again, that's that would be radpod at gmail.com. The more the merrier. We love that stuff. So feel free to shoot it on over. If you're a first time listener, hey, we're glad to have Thank you. you. Welcome. Uh, and if you're a long time listener, hey, man, thanks for coming we're back. Glad to have you. Yeah. yeah. Good to see you. Uh, like we always say, or I always try to say, but I forget most times, is. Um, Hey, get out there and tell one person about the show. Just one. Just one. We double our fan base if all of you just told one person. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we appreciate you for it. And uh, yeah, we got anything else? That's it. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programs <laughs> yeah. next week of, uh, you know, the paranormal and or 80s or 90s nostalgia. But uh, we just had to. We could not talk about the Batman. because yeah, we are too excited. It's so good, man. So we love you. We appreciate you, and as always, be rad. That's the way it
time where I just needed some sunshine You were already dead before you became a ghost You always said our future would be a parade of flowers But now all that's left is a single rose That's the way Dude, hold on. I got to play this because this is literally... I got to be so bad. I do too, man. But real quick. So, you know, like on Spotify, you can like like songs. So sometimes every now and then, and I'll be talking about a song and then I'm like, oh man, I got to remember that one. And so I was listening to that playlist last night. Check this. This is what I was jamming to on the way home. Like a freaking 50-year-old bad A. Oh, I love it. Enigma. <laughs> yes. Dude. Hell yeah, dude. Don't you wonder what those Also, I mean, if you look so up foreign. any of their other stuff, it's pure garbage. Well, there's another song though. There's the well, it's it's the other Native American song. No, 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 it's not Native American. It's like it's like monks or oh, something. I hate that song. See, now you're gonna. What are you talking about, dude? This one. Yeah, I don't like that one though. This is a drum. If you're not driving around, you know what I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, just not. Oh, it is monks. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> 